Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you real talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Success in Black and White. The podcast. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again, one more again. We are. Yes. And we're excited. What are we talking about this week with your, well, let's start with your <laughs> outerwear. So what tonight. You got on? You got on? You're very bright and I know. I'm, I'm bright and colorful, right? <laughs> so it's nothing big and extravagant, but... Tonight, I'm wearing my caution shirt. So basically, when you're watching this, I hope this gets ingrained in your head. The color of this shirt means slow down, pump your brakes so that you can avoid making mistakes. The universal sign color. Yellow. Caution. Slow down, Mm -hmm. pump your brakes, and it will minimize the chances of you making a mistake. You look good in yellow. I appreciate it. Thank you. Look at you all bright and light bulby. I know. But if you happen to make a mistake, what we're going to talk about tonight are ways that you can bounce back. Yeah. So the bounce back from making a mistake. Yes. Agree. Yes. Yep. So let's jump in. Okay. Because what I really want to talk about is times that we've made mistakes. Okay. Um, and I think the most, the one that is literally <laughs> the most recent, didn't we just say this last week that like every time we have a topic that we come up with and like something happens, something happens. so yeah. we're like, let's do an episode on mistakes. And then all of a sudden, yes, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yeah, big mistake <laughs> <laughs> that we had to deal with together. Oh yes. Huge yeah. mistake. That's crazy though. Like. <laughs> Every time. Every time we pick a topic, we're talking about it, we're planning it, something in our life Mm -hmm. challenges us, holds us accountable to what we're learning about, and we have to put into practice what we're researching on and what we're preparing. That is crazy how the universe works like that. And it's funny because it's all building on each other. Yes. Like when we get into the example in a second, when we were... Um, having conversations with each other, uh-huh. I still kept in mind what we <laughs> talked about last week and the week before about feedback. Yes. Because I wanted to make sure that like 
you didn't feel like I was blaming you or like, true. you know, Tis and I true. felt like you were doing the same thing at times where you didn't want like me to feel like I was at blame. So, yeah, um, it's just funny because it all builds on each other. And it then we does. use skills from this conversation. Yeah. It's been very strange. I like know that. how to bounce back from a mistake. Yes. So let's talk about the mistake that happened. Okay. For both of us. Okay. And I should, I should preface this by saying, like, in my life, I've made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Me too. Right. Like, I feel like everybody has. Like, this is a pretty uh, relatable topic because who hasn't made a mistake? And if you haven't, you ain't human or you're lying. Right? Girl, nobody on this earth ain't Jesus. <laughs> Good point. You so. ain't got no Jesus walking around here these days. No, he he's not here right now. But in spirit, but in spirit. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> she cut me off on Jesus. All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I'm done. I ain't preaching. Oh, okay. You were getting ready to. I know, and that would have been a mistake. Oh, amen. <laughs> come on, come on. Okay, so. Yes, so we've all made mistakes, and we'll probably pull a couple other of our mistakes, but I want to talk about the one that affected both of us, and it happened literally yesterday. Mm -hmm. So let's set the scene for them. So the scene was, I just got back from a conference yesterday. So I was in Orlando at a conference, which means I was four and a half hours away from you. Right. Um, And we... Just because I'm gone or I'm at a conference or just because he's gone or at a conference doesn't mean that our business stops. Yeah. So, you know, we have systems in place and some are automated and they keep going. But what we discovered when we put our podcast out because we release on Tuesday mornings Mm -hmm. and we put the audio out on Podbean and Apple Music and Google Play and all of those. All of them. Yeah. Spotify and Spotify, everything. Yeah. We um started well Daryl started listening as he was getting the kids ready because I was gone and he um called me and his voice was like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe your voice. Like you were angry. <laughs> I was upset. And it was I was disappointed. It was very early in the morning. You sounded like you were like still half asleep. I was tired. <laughs> yeah, you sounded like you hadn't had your coffee. I hadn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard it in your voice. <laughs> so I hadn't had coffee yet, and he was very angry, and he told me the episode... Disappointed. Is... Okay, disappointed. The episode is skipping, so go back and listen to it, and it skips. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he told me, he goes, go listen at 20-minute mark, and you'll hear it. And I did. It would skip out sections, like 10-second sections, right? which is a huge amount of sections in audio to be missing because you miss most of the points and then it would come back in and you could hear clearly and then all of a sudden it skipped again. Right. And so then I was upset because we had already put this out because we actually published the episode on Sundays for our insiders. So they get to hear it two days early out of all of our insiders that I know clicked on the link. Not one of them was kind enough to tell us. <laughs> no, don't that. say it like that. They probably understood. They're like, oh, they just had a blunder. Yeah. I'm true. not going to say that they weren't kind enough to tell us. I mean, if you are an insider and you do hear anything that sounds off from our quality. Tell us. Tell us. Please. Please do. We hold our 
self to high standards. Um, and we ask that if anybody hears anything that doesn't sound like us or represent us, please let us know. Please let us know. We yeah. take feedback very well. And very seriously. Yes. So we would change it. And actually, that was probably just a mistake. Like, I probably shouldn't have said, should have been kind to tell us. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. I got you, baby. But anyway. Yeah. So, so anyway, so it was skipping and we just didn't know what to do. And he's like, go in and make sure that it is not as bad as I think it is. And so I went in and I listened. I'm like, it's bad. So we pulled it down. We deleted it. And then I had to call him back. And I'm like, I don't know what to do now. What do we do? And then we kind of got into this conversation that I was afraid was going to be like the blame game. Well, you know, you did this or you didn't do this or we didn't do this or this didn't happen or this happened. And so we had to kind of work through that. Right. I think we made it through that very well. Well, yeah, I think because we just did the feedback. Right. So we were both practicing (laughs) exactly what we were just putting out. So because it's really easy when a mistake happens to put the blame on somebody else yep to yep to point point at somebody else and tell them everything that they had to do with it right and exclude yourself from the situation or the cause of what happened so right especially if it's a team oh yes most definitely yeah there's more people that blame can go around to absolutely so you want me to jump in and kind of yeah you want to finish yeah definitely i'll finish so so we pulled it down and and, um april and i worked back and forth via phone and text Mm -hmm. to figure out what our next approach would be to to correct it and um fortunately we have a couple of different um recording options or or things going on so we had another sound bite available and she said all right we got to use this one which is our backup now with your backup it is exactly that it's a backup so the quality isn't quite the same as us using these microphones that we have right but it's still you know workable and it was still something and you could still hear the entire conversation so even if it was not as great of audio quality the content was still there content which was our goal so then we had to prioritize. Yeah. So I, I pulled that second, um, the second sound bite, and, and I kind of had to um, engineer it a little bit and, and change some things and get it to a place to where we at least felt comfortable putting it right back out because it was our release date. Um, so I worked on that and we went back and forth and we kind of um, navigated through putting it out, how we were going to release it, how we we're going to let the people know that may have downloaded it or that may have heard it previously and heard those skips, how we're going to inform them and let them know that, Hey, we put out this new copy um, and it is way better. You can hear everything and those spaces in there weren't supposed to be in there. And you might want to go back at least at the 20 minute mark or something and listen in and kind of capture the entire episode. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I want to start working into some of the key ways to learn from a mistake with okay. this example because we're really hitting on some of them right now. And Perfect. the first one is to... Well, well hey, can I do this? Yeah, go So ahead. before we jump in and do that, I, I definitely, and I was kind of writing this down in my notes, I think it'll be a good place to kind of identify like types of mistakes. Oh, And the okay. only reason why I wanted to do that is because um, I want everybody to kind of know if they make, make a mistake, it typically falls into one of these two categories that 
we're going to say is our two categories. There might be other things out there. Other people might say different things, but this is how I would categorize them. And I know that she would agree okay. um, because we've talked about it before. But um, there are, are two types of mistakes. There is the okay. honest mistake. Mm-hmm. And most times I'm hoping that most of the mistakes that you make are honest mistakes. And I kind of wrote down some notes. Um, so if it's an honest mistake, that means that it's systematic. So that means that you've kind of like prepared or you are mm-hmm. doing things the way that you think is the right way, or you can do everything right, but a fault in your system or a system um, that you're relying on kind of takes place and override what you've done, which and since turns into a mistake, which is an honest mistake. So you okay. didn't plan for it to turn out that way. You didn't, you know, intend for it to be that way, but it does. So ours was an honest mistake. We had some yeah. systematic failures that took place and it was an honest mistake, but it was still a mistake because it happened and it represented us in a way that, you know, we didn't want. Right. Um, so then the second type of mistake is just a straight up bad decision mistake. Okay. And with that, um, that's typically from like lack of effort or um, lack of attention or just straight up pure ignorance. Um, and that could be with anything that you do. And usually those are the ones where you kind of like have an idea and you might flirt back and forth with like, should I do this or should I not do this? And then you end up doing it. And then after you do it, you're like, dang, that was a huge mistake. Why in the world did I do that? Um, so those are the two mistakes. I want to clarify that. And you can add on anything you want to or shed some light on what you think about those. But you got an honest mistake and then a straight up bad decision mistake. Agree. Yeah. And I think in the bad decisions, too, there can be mistakes that you just know from the get go. It's not like. <laughs> yeah. It's not like wavering back and forth like this could be a bad idea and I'm still going to do it. It's like, yeah. you know, straight up it's a bad idea and you still, for whatever reason, the benefit of that bad idea outweighs your risk. Yeah. I feel like we've all been there too. Oh, like definitely. We've all made all three of those mistakes. Yeah. So I just wanted to preface that. Yeah. So now let's jump in and talk about how to bounce back from either an honest mistake or just a straight up bad decision mistake. And Kit, well, so before we jump in, then I'm glad that you brought this up. Because you said this was an honest mistake, and I would play the devil's advocate uh-huh. and say that it was actually both. Okay, definitely. So it was yes. an honest mistake, and what was the other one? Bad decision. Bad decision. I think it was both. And here's why. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Tell me why. <laughs> so I think that it was an honest mistake in that we did, when we record, like you're watching us now, we do everything possible to ensure that the audio is good, to ensure that the video is quality, to ensure that our content is good and relevant, but it's still very real and it's still delivered in stories from us. So we're trying to be relatable. Um There are a lot of factors that we control for to try to make sure that everything is excellent, right? Right. So we have factors after that too because there's so much that goes into promoting our episodes and there's so much that goes into promoting our business. And so what I want to counter is that... We made the honest mistake at first right. because we what we found out was the mistake came from a 
um, software upgrade that we didn't know needed to happen. Right. That's an honest mistake. Right. Where I say it was a bad decision is, okay, we've got a couple different things going on. We've got video, we've got audio, and we both do quality control checks. Yes. And we usually, we got so used to being in a routine and doing them that we got lazy. Has anybody ever been in a routine, you get used to it, and then you get lazy in doing Mm -hmm. it? I'm sure people have. Definitely. Yes, I agree. I'm glad you made yeah. that point. So, what tell them about happened, the quality checks? The yeah, quality tell them about checks. it. This is, and I told Daryl, I said, I feel like this is on me because we both are responsible for quality checks. I guess it's really on both of us. So, by Saturday night, which is when we do our quality checks, or we have them done by this point, this is like our deadline to do quality checks. By Saturday night, I had checked the quality of the video. Right. And I was like, it's good to go. I told him, I told Daryl, I'm like, it's good to go. The audio, like what we talked about sounds good. We sounded good. The content was there. Um, I know in the mics, it'll sound even better. Like it sounds good. So don't worry. Cause he was, he was like, well, I'm really tired. And he had been working that day. And like, I was like, I get it. So I was like, don't worry about it. It it sounds great. Don't worry. So I told him, like, you don't have to check the audio. I think it sounds great. And where I didn't account for is the content may have sounded great and we may have sounded great, but the technology failed us. Right. And so I think that's another element is you can just get lazy. Yeah, that's what happened. And mistakes happen when you drop the ball. I mean, when you intentionally are lazy and drop the ball. Right. Mistakes happen. So I mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying that this was both an honest mistake and we just didn't do our part. Right. Absolutely. Like and we made bad decisions. Some bad decisions were made. Yeah. That yeah. is a good point. And yeah. and that, I'm glad that you said that because with it being those two, it's not an either or. Um, so definitely something to be aware of that yeah. it could be an honest mistake. It could also be a mistake made from um, making a bad decision, which could be being lazy, lack mm-hmm. of effort. Lack of attention to detail. A bad choice that you know is a bad choice. Yep. So that was good. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. So um, a few ways to kind of cope with or begin to overcome the mistake after you make it. The first one that we have is to throw a pity party. Definitely. So if we rewind to yesterday morning when we were on the phone with each other (laughs) and you were trying to get both kids out the door without me and I was just trying to get ready to get back to my conference because there were sessions I still had to go to before I could try to come home and we're trying to navigate this at the same time. I we were both on the phone throwing a pity party. Oh yes, and there was definitely like we never outright said like oh it's your fault, oh it's your fault, but there was some there was undertones of like blame going on, and we were just in the throes of being being exhausted, being yeah. busy, and throwing a pity party for ourselves. I was like, thank God, yeah. just, like oh that's yeah, like, I was letting. That's it. exactly what like, you sounded that's exactly, like. That's how it was. I was oh, you want to talk about? I was throwing was a, a throwing heat. a pity party. I was trying to get it all out. Yeah. I was like, man, good gracious. Yeah, and we throw pity parties differently, right? So he oh, yeah, definitely. gets very. Like animated and like, like he's in, gonna it's voice intense. it. Like the intense, it's intense, and I yeah. just like cl- I just get really quiet. Yeah, and I was just quiet, and it's I was still kind of throwing myself a pity party and trying to figure out. I'm always trying to figure out how do we solve this the fastest way possible in my brain. Yeah. So on top of that, I'm still like 
this sucks. I feel like this is ridiculous. What are we going to do? Like, Definitely. We screwed this up royally. I don't know how many of you have made a mistake. And like right afterwards, you're just like, there's no coming back from this. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it's, I mean, we probably both have mistakes we can talk about that were like super life affecting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, But even with this one, that was actually pretty minor, even though in the moment it felt pretty major. Oh, yeah. We were still like just having this major pity party for ourselves. Yeah. And I'm oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just to say when you when you kind of walk through some of these tips and tricks, mm-hmm. you laid this out as like this is something that needs to happen that somebody needs to do. Right. As part of overcoming the mistakes. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like why that's a first step? Definitely. So I really think the pity party is probably the kickoff and one of the more important parts of this because you're going to feel a type of way. Emotions are going to arise and you need to go ahead and just throw that pity party and let it all out and get it out. So whatever it is for you, if you need to shout, if you need to yell, if you need to, I'm not going to say punch something or curse or whatever, because I I don't really promote punching stuff and cursing that much. (laughs) Um, Like you just got to get it out and release all of that negative energy so that once that's done, all of your effort, your mindset, your energy is going towards bouncing back. So you have to do that because if you don't throw that pity party and you try to soak in it and you try to just solve the issue or um, resolve the mistake without doing the pity party, you're going to carry that throughout the entire process and you're not going to be as effective. So almost like acknowledging your emotions and yeah. letting yourself feel them. Definitely. Is part of like the healing process or overcoming that mistake. Definitely. So and I feel like the pity party does that for you. Um, don't do it for too long now. Go ahead and get it out the way. Go hard. Let it all out and then shake it off and come back for the bounce back. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever had any other time that you've thrown yourself a pity party? Because I have. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. Oh. Yeah. And and I've kind of, yeah, over time, I've kind of figured out how to navigate through how long the pity party needs to be because I've thrown myself some pity parties that were way too long (laughs) and it delayed the resolution to the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and my dude, Walter Bond, you know, he talks Mm -hmm. about it, um, a lot. And he talks about, you know, throwing yourself a pity party. And he also talks about the importance of it a little bit differently. But he talks about the importance of it and how, you know, once you do that, like you got to keep moving forward. So I definitely believe in the pity party. I definitely believe it's an important part of the process of bouncing back. And I definitely believe it helps you release that tension, that anxiety, that anxiousness, um, that disappointment, that sadness. And it kind of gets it out of the way up front so that when you're moving forward, you're able to do that in a manner that's going to put you in a position to be successful. Gotcha. Yep. Um, I want to, I just had a really good thought and I don't want to lose it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to talk about it now because it doesn't fit here now. So okay. Let's move on to the next one. All right. Okay. So um, the second step to overcome or move on from a mistake is mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Yeah. So, after you throw your pity party, this mm-hmm. happened. I feel really bad about it. Uh, you know, you kind of, it's okay to wallow in your self-pity for a certain period of time. What would you say is too long? <laughs> it depends on the level of the mistake. For us, 
too long would have been more than like three to five minutes because we had <laughs> yeah. to get that next episode out. Yeah. But we had to get past that initial like, yeah. Yeah. so that we could move forward and be productive and be efficient yes. with getting it out. If we would have pity party for too long, we would have missed the window for getting it back out. Yep. True. So, um, and, and that would be very solution focused. Yeah. And that would have carried over into our image yeah, and, and what we stand for and how we do things. Yeah. And we definitely didn't want that. So the pity party, you know, yesterday it took us about three minutes. We went back and forth for about, about like three to five minutes. Yeah. We and felt pretty bad for ourselves. Finally, it was kind of like that exhale, like, <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Well, what you want to do? Yeah. And then we we're like, all right, cool. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So the, we were able to do that because we both acknowledged then that there yeah. was a mistake that happened. Definitely. And I like what you said here is be honest with yourself and don't look for excuses. Uh huh. Because I think that, and it can kind of fall back into the pity party, but this is where usually you see a lot of the blame game. Yep. And whether that is on a system or a process that you use because it was, it seems like an individual mistake or whether that is on somebody else because this was part of a team effort. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's important to be honest with yourself about what actually happened and to not make excuses for it because then you don't move anywhere. Yeah. You don't move forward. And that's the hardest part, not finding someone else or something to blame it on. Like that's the hardest part because you initially want to think that I believe in myself. I know I wouldn't make this mistake. I know I did everything right. This could not have been on me. Like, where did this go wrong? What happened? What caused this? And then you just go walk into your bathroom. Most people, I'm guessing, have mirrors in there and just look right into it. That's why. <laughs> Be real with yourself. Yeah. Acknowledge what you did and how you impacted or affected whatever caused the mistake. And hold and stand true to that. Yeah. And don't try to blame it on somebody else. Don't try to blame it on something else. Yeah. Um, because when you go back to what you discussed about our checks and balances, like I was like, dang, that was on us. Yeah. Like I can say that there was a technology issue, but that's what we got our checks and balances for. Right. And we didn't do and that. We didn't do it. Which would have caught that. Right. So. That was on us. That wasn't on the technology because that's going to happen. It's going to fail. Right. And it's technology. that's why we do the quality checks. And that's why we instilled it into yep. our system and into our process. Yeah. And we, we got lazy because everything had worked for us so well up to that point that we just kind of, all right, this one time it'll be fine. And it's always that one time. That one time. That you're like, this has been going so well. And then yeah. something is going to happen because the universe needs to teach you a lesson. That's right. About getting complacent <laughs> and getting lazy. You laugh, but this is serious. This it's is very serious. It is true. This is what happens. I'm laughing because this mm -hmm. exact example that you're explaining slapped me in the face yesterday. It slapped us both <laughs> in the face. And we're like, we're great. The yeah. first time, the first time the we first didn't do a quality check. Ever. And, and look what happened. Yeah, I know. So we got complacent. We got lazy. And this was a message to us because it could have been a much bigger issue that we were having with our mistake, right? Could have been a much bigger mistake. That is a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If you're watching, you probably saw me get a serious face because that is a good point <laughs> because I'm glad and I'm appreciative that it was something. I mean, I'm going to say smaller. Yeah. Yeah. That we were able to learn from that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely I like a good the, point. 
I like the acknowledgement though, and I like what you're talking about about kind of going through this process mm-hmm. to understand your decisions leading up to what was then a mistake. Right. Right. And so you're talking a lot about what was the goal in the first place mm-hmm. of what I was trying to do. And for right. us, it was putting out an episode. Right. Right. Um, what went wrong? We got lazy and complacent. We're yep. trying to do it fast because, you know, we're trying to get other things done. Yep. Um, and then just acknowledging that it did go wrong. It did go wrong. Figuring out why and how and when. And then this is the important part is the taking the ownership yeah. of what happened. And I think I'm going to go off notes a little bit here. Let's go. Because I also, if you like follow me on social media, you know that I also listen to Jocko Willink and his podcast. Very good. He's a former Navy SEAL and he talks all about his time in the SEALs and he's a really good motivator and inspiring person. Um, But he talks about extreme ownership and he talks about it in teams. So I keep thinking about like, we're a two-person team and for us, it's easy to be like, like we, I can't blame you and you can't blame me because that's not going to go very well at the end of the day when we have to come home and see each other at night and try to like run a family and, you know, be okay with each other. We have to take full responsibility together. When it, you're in a team, like say at work or somewhere else, it's going to be a lot easier to try to place the blame on somebody else about what went wrong. And so what Jocko talks about is this concept of extreme ownership where you may not, you may not have even been present at the time of a mistake, but if it's something that happened within a team you're part of, there is some way that you contributed to that mistake. And once you can own up to that and everybody sees you do that, then other people are more likely to own up to it. And then it becomes a team issue and not just everybody finger pointing or blaming somebody else for a mistake in a team. Preach, sister. Preach. Yes. So I'm preaching mode. No, I like that. She went <laughs> She went motivational on y'all. I'm sitting back like, hey, you better get it, girl. That's right. But it's important to think about because he's right. And when everybody plays a blame game, you can spend years trying to get past a project, trying to get past an assignment. And if you, if everybody can take ownership and it starts with you, whether the mistake was on you or not, if you just say, look, maybe it was my fault. I didn't, you know, help this person out the way I should have with this project. Right. Or maybe I wasn't accessible enough for this person to come find me and you genuinely take that on, then everybody's going to be like, oh, maybe there are parts of this we need to take ownership of as well. So you can start to move past it. So I'm glad that you have acknowledgement as the second one, because I think that is probably one of the more important ones. I agree. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So the third one you have is to make a plan. Right. I think that when you're talking about bouncing back, you can't bounce back if you don't have a plan of where you're going to bounce to. Okay. So if you, um, you know, you take ownership, like you said, mm-hmm. then the next step is, all right, what can I do to make right. sure that I am able to rebound from this mistake? And for us with the episode, like our plan was like, okay, let's get our second audio. Let me check it. Let me send it through the process of making sure that the sound quality is is good enough for us to put out. Let's re-release it right now. You write the um, blurb to email out to the people. Let them know what happened while we're 
why we are re-releasing it. <laughs> Good gracious. And that was our plan. Mm-hmm. And we came up with it and I said, do, do you need to add anything to it? And you said, nope. I said, I think I've added everything that I need to. How do you want to prioritize this? We came up with a plan. We prioritized it and we followed through on it. Mm-hmm. So I think that in order for you to bounce back, you have to have a plan in order to have something to bounce to. Agree. Yep. And I really want to talk within this tip about having a plan about how do you, there are some mistakes that you Mm -hmm. can't fix. Right. There might be some mistakes that you can fix. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really determine first before you make a plan to, or or not before, but within your plan to rebound. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have to go back and fix the mistake or is the mistake unfixable? And do you have to move forward from there? Right. Good point. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I really want you right now because I know you and I know this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is one of my favorite stories. I want you to tell your car buying story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. You know which one I'm talking about. I do. And how you made a mistake with buying a car. Okay. Yeah. And what you did to rectify it because it was a mistake. It was. And (laughs) you ended up having to fix the mistake, which is not always possible, right? Right. We have to sometimes rebound and move forward with the consequences of our decisions. But luckily, you were able to fix it. So I just want you to tell this story quickly because I think it illustrates the point that sometimes you can fix a mistake. Okay. Not always. I'll I'll make it very quick. So um, years and years and years ago, um, after graduating from grad school and transitioning to my role as a professional, um, I needed a new car. My car that I had um, broke down on me and I actually parked it at an apartment complex and left it there. <laughs> and I eventually, I didn't went, know that. I eventually went back and got it. Oh. Me, yeah. Me and my dad went back and towed it. Um, okay. So, but I left it there and I was, you know, catching rides with people and um, trying to figure out my way around the city that I was living in because they did have public transportation, but I didn't know um, how to get around with the public transportation. So, um, I was fortunate enough that I knew some people um, that could put me in a position to purchase a new car. So they set it up to where I went into the dealership and I had an opportunity to speak with the owner of the dealership um, and had a chance to tell him what I was looking for, what I needed. And he um, set me up with a salesperson and told the salesperson to take care of me. And I was like, all right, cool. So I test drove a lot of different cars and um, finally I found one that I just immediately fell in love with. And um, I was like, dang, it would be nice to have this. So I got in with the salesperson and we test drove probably about 20 minutes. Um, and what was so funny was it was a brand new car with zero miles, all the accessories, luxury edition, Toyota Camry. And I was like, dang, this the one. So like you had to do the luxury. Yeah, luxury. Oh, I had to do the luxury. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I got to have this. one." so we went back in, sat down and he started running numbers and doing paperwork and stuff. And I was in a financial position to purchase the car right there on the spot. But what I knew, but I didn't want to accept is I was not in a position to continue with the payments after I made the initial purchase right there on the spot. But I was like, I'll bump that. I'll find a way. I'll make it happen. Knowing good as well 
I ain't had no full time job. I was working part time, but I was doing like full time hours. So it wasn't anything that was consistent or steady or um, in place. So I was like, oh, I'll figure out a way if I have to get multiple jobs. So I was like, I'm going to get this car. This is the one I want. He was like, well, your credit good. You know, you got enough down payment to to get this car. Um, and then this is what your payments would be out the door right now. You can drive it home and it's yours. And I was like, dang, it was like one of those things you said, like you kind of teeter tied and you're like, shit, I should have not. I'm getting this car. So I bought the car. I drove it home, had it for one night, was stunting all over the city that <laughs> night in my brand new Toyota Camry luxury edition, sunroof open, music blaring, soundproof from up underneath. I couldn't feel or hear no rocks up underneath it. You I was like, yeah, off. I'm going to do this. So, um, the next day, you know, I, I talked to a couple of people, my parents and, and a couple of friends and the person who actually put me, um, in contact with the owner of the dealership. And I was explaining like what I got and, um, the situation, the circumstances about like how I was going to make those payments. And this person was like, what is wrong with you? Like you are out of your mind. And this person said, um, this isn't going to work for you. And this is not what you need in your life right now. And you need to, I think, correct this. And I was like, uh, okay, do you want me to just call the dealership back and be like, hey, I'm bringing this car back? And um, the person was like, well, you need to take these steps. And I think if you follow these steps, you can make it work. So after I realized it and was honest with my stuff and self and was like, dang it, like this person is right. Like, I don't know how in the world I'm going to be able to afford this. I took the car back. Um, yeah. So I contacted the owner again, wrote a heartfelt letter, went in, talked to him and he was like, I understand. And he was like, wow, I commend you for doing this and, you know, owning up to this and being honest with yourself about this because we would have came and took that car if you couldn't pay for it. And that's the last thing that I wanted to do was take a car from somebody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I went back and, um, he had another car on a lot that would fit my financial situation and the payments. And, um, I went from a brand new luxury edition Toyota Camry to a Hyundai Sonata. But that, that was the car that you picked me up in. I know balling. Yeah. And that car lasted me for probably about 10 years too. Yeah. Yeah. With no problems. I take that back. Did have some problems, but the warranty that Hyundai had was good. This mm-hmm. is no, yeah. They not sponsoring this episode. What am They're I talking not, about? I don't know. Anyways. Wasn't so, that the car that had the dead squirrel in it? Yes. I did have a dead squirrel <laughs> in there. Yes. No, it was a cat, not a squirrel. Oh my God. A dead cat, not a squirrel. Anyways, a kitten crawled up into my exhaust oh. in my motor and couldn't get out and it died. And then I couldn't find out where that phone was coming from. Oh. And I took it to the dealership and I was like, my car stinks. Also, it's running hot. Can you tell me what's going on? They called me back and said, "Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you missing a cat? I said, no, I'm not. Are your neighbors missing a cat? I don't know. And I don't care because the cat should not have been up in my garage to crawl up in my car. Get him out. Sorry. I mean, I I was a little like sad and remorseful, but still get him out. Well, yeah, I was going to ruin your car. Anyways, that was a mistake that I made, and that's how I corrected it and fixed it and and kind of bounced back. Um, And it did work out, but it definitely was a mistake, and it definitely was a bad decision mistake because when I was in there signing those papers, and even when I was thinking about making that purchase, I knew in my mind there was no way you're going to be able to afford this right now, no matter how many jobs you get. 
And I still did it anyways. And I balled out one night. One night. And then I took it back. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I like this and then make a plan. Okay. So you identified, first of all, was this a mistake that you could fix mm-hmm. versus a mistake that you had to rebound from? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you identified your resources. Yeah. I definitely identified my resources. Because well, um, you didn't have enough resources to pay for the car. That's right. That's right. <laughs> identify my resources um and, and i think one of my resources was the person and the people yeah. that i kind of um relied confided in and relied yeah. on um, and then also having a resource to be able to go back and talk to the owner like that true was definitely um, a privilege because most people don't get to do that and most times there is some type of repercussion or money lost or something associated with you know taking a car back yeah um, well, nowadays, though, they do have that. Like, if you don't like it within 48 hours, bring it back and we'll give you all your money back. That's true. But they didn't have this back then. We're talking like almost 15, 20 years ago. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, and then it, it, then you took control. Yeah, I took, I took control of the right. situation. Yep. Yeah. I, I wrote the letter. I called in. I went back, kind of explained what happened and owned up to it and said, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. My bad for putting you out through this. Um, I'm probably the one that looks silly and like an idiot and y'all are going to help me get through it. So I took control of the situation. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. so your fourth one, and I really like this one, is apply what you learned from your mistakes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and with this, I think that from all mistakes, all life experiences, you're going to learn something from it. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of times we learn from it and we're like, dang, that was a bad choice. Oh, man. I won't do that again. And then you forget about all the steps that you've taken to get out of the situation or to bounce back from the mistake. Then you don't apply those into any of your future actions. Yeah. Which is so silly, which I don't understand that. And I know something that a lot of people um, preach or a lot of people say is, all right, once you get over the mistake, forget about it. Like, get it out of your mind. I'm like, no way. Don't forget about it. Yeah. Learn how to apply what you learn from your mistake to your future actions. Agree. I, I mean, agree with that. It's, it's hard to forget about it. You talk about forgetting about it. That means that you're going to try to negate that it was a part of your experience. Like, you can't do that. I think there's an element of forgiving yourself. You can forgive yourself. And I think yeah. that's what most people mean. When they say forget about it. Maybe I'm giving a lot of grace right now. You are. Um. Because I, I agree with you. I think you're right. Because you can't move forward if you're going to continue to make the same mistake again. And Correct. Then, oh, my goodness. This is almost like what we were talking about last week with feedback. Uh-huh. Is that you will, if you don't resolve it, and you, which with mistakes means you don't learn from it, then you're going to continue to revisit it over and yeah, over until right. you learn the lesson mm-hmm. and you can apply the lesson from that mistake to your to future, your future action. Yeah. Definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. So I do agree with you, though. I want to make sure that people understand because I talk about this a lot. Like, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Um, But also don't try to forget it. Don't try to erase it from your memory and and act like it didn't happen because it did. What you want to do is you said grace. Give yourself grace. Yeah. Move forward, but also learn and apply what you learn in your future actions. Agree. So. And, and there's one more thing I want to mention, and that's sometimes you make a mistake and it's <laughs> sometimes you make a mistake 
And you actually, you learn from it. Uh-huh. And you move forward. Right. And you correct your actions. A lot of times people really get stuck in the, even if they forgive themselves, even if they have, if they move forward, they never make that mistake again. They still get stuck in the, but I did this and I feel bad about it and I can't stop thinking about it. Right. This is like permeates our culture because I see, well, I'm the groups I'm in online, I see women talk about this often. I don't right. know if this affects men the same way, but it does. Okay. It does because in some of my circles as well. Okay. Definitely. So I just think it's important to also have an element of resiliency and be able to move forward and understand that everybody makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect, right? And this is hard because we can all get caught in the, I need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have any blemishes on my past, Mm -hmm. but it's just not realistic, No, right? And so you have to forgive yourself. You have to move on. And there's just an element of, you know what, maybe... That mistake was supposed to happen for a reason. There is, I mean, I can tell you guys, and I'm sure a lot of people could say the same thing. My life is built on both good decisions and mistakes. And for each one of those mistakes that I made in between the good decisions, I wouldn't be where I am today without both of those two factors. And so there's almost, I mean, there's definitely, I feel like everybody has things in their past that they regret or that they know are a mistake and they've moved forward from them. But you can always go back and appreciate that you are where you are today because of your mistakes and your good decisions both. Right. And I'm going to add one more thing to the end of that because that was very well said. Bouncing back from the mistake is the most important. Yeah. Mistakes are not bad, but not being able to or not taking ownership and bouncing back from the mistakes. That's where the harm is. And that's why we're telling you how to bounce back. Yeah. So mistakes are not a bad thing. Mistakes help you grow. They help you learn. They help you move forward. They help you become better. And they have helped you become who you are. Yeah. And bouncing back is the most important part. And these tips that we're giving you is to help you bounce back even better and quicker to help you continue to move forward and elevate. Yep. Agree. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like you said it. That was a mic drop. <laughs> that was good. This was a good one. I know. That was happening. We kind of like went off script and went there. Like <laughs> We was feeling this one. Like it was like yeah. right here. Yeah. All right. Well. That's it for tonight. That's it for tonight. All right. Until the next time. All right. Bye. We are out. Mm -hmm. Peace. Hey, everybody. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday. If you love this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also, share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like Keith Sweat. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, did it record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>